this episode of Optin NYC does cover some adult situations that some viewers may not find suitable. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the next installment of Optin NYC. I am one of your hosts, Police Officer Joe Galetta, and I am joined this week with John Negron, as well as Detective Rose Mockenthaler. All right, so Detective, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career with the NYPD? I have 23 years on the job. I started out in the 4-2 precinct in the South Bronx. In 2000, I was transferred to Citywide Vice as an undercover. Actually, I was both dual status undercover and an investigator. So from 2000 to 2003, I was in Citywide Vice. Then 2003 to 2006, I was in Queens Vice. And then 06, the NYPD came up with a new unit, which is called the Human Trafficking Unit. Um, and I was transferred um, from 2006 to 2017. And in 2017, the FBI created another unit, um, which is DNYPD, FBI, Child Exploitation and Human Trafficking Task Force. So needless to say, you've covered some pretty heavy cases. Yes. And very intense things over your career. Yes. So we deal with human trafficking, which is a multi-billion dollar on the ground industry. Um, and it preys on upon victims of all walks of life. So my girls, my victims, they're pretty much run from ages 11 to 17. Um, and they're from foster care, group homes, they're runaways, and they're forced into prostitution by the traffickers. Society has a myth that, um, you know, trafficking, sex trafficking is crossing state or national borders. Um, that's only happening with Asians, Mexicans, but trafficking is happening a lot to the children here in New York City. Um, like I said, it's happening every single day in our backyards. Um, and it's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult situation because to have that child come forward, um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot because they're afraid of the traffickers. Some of these girls are in love with the traffickers. So to have a case going, there's a lot of work. Um, there's a lot of work involved. You sound extremely passionate um, when talking about your career. Was there any particular inspiration that sent you down this path? So working in the Vice Enforcement Division, I have come across a lot of um, victims um, from ages 11 to 15, 16 years old. And I always felt bad for them. I always felt like they needed a voice. And um, I just felt like I needed to put the traffickers away. And, um, you know, imagine having to lie about your age constantly, having your identification being taken away, um, your name being changed, um, constantly moving wherever your trafficker was, being kidnapped, being raped. My girls get raped 25 to 30 time, times a day. So there's a lot that's going on when you're dealing with um, trafficking cases. So you're also the first woman to be promoted to first grade detective within the vice division. Uh, for anyone who doesn't realize, there's levels of detectives, so specialists as well as investigators, uh, level three, level two, and level one, or first grade, being the highest. Can you can you talk a little bit about that and, and the what that means to you, being the first woman in your unit to be recommended uh, like that? 
It feels great. I um I recommend all women on the job to keep going, to hustle, and put all your energy into your work because it does pay off. So I I, I believe I worked hard in my career. Um, I think a lot of women, um, they deserve to, to get great, right? But um, it feels good. It's, it's a good feeling. I'm happy about it. Let's pause one moment to hear from our sponsors. And we're back. Can you tell us about a time you had to go undercover? The one I remember in 2004 where I had a walked the track in Long Island City as a decoy. And um, there was three guys that approached me and they started asking me questions about who am I working for and who was my daddy, which daddy is another, you know, we all know for, for pimp. And um, I told them that my daddy was on the blade, on the track, and that he's driving around And they told me that I was out of pocket and they wanted me to give them $1,000. With that being said, I was walking away and um, they told me that um, to come back. And for some reason, my field team, they they were out there, but they didn't know what was going on at the moment because I was just walking away from them. Suddenly they came out the car um, and it was to kidnap me because... When you are working on the track without a pimp, um, that's like that's a big no-no with this game. It's a big no-no, and they they were bloods that was running that track in Long Island City, and the three guys that approached me, they were the ones that actually owned that block. They had girls out there, and they never saw me before. So therefore, um, it's their money, it's their block, and um, they wanted me to give them a thousand dollars. Um, as they came out the vehicle, um, that I remember I was just so afraid because I was like, where's my backup team? Um, it turned out that as I'm run, like walking fast, I turned around and that's when I see that YPD rolling up. Um, it, it was scary because be, the game is so real that there is kidnapping involved with, um, with children that are working, that being forced into this type of, um, this type of crime. And um, so, yeah, that was like the most scariest time I ever had. I could definitely understand that. That's pretty intense. Can you just share um, just emotions, like uh, just emotions you might have felt and what um, someone who's being human trafficked might feel? It's scary. It's, um, it's you know, these girls, they, they, they don't have anybody. A lot of them come from broken homes, broken families. They have no family. Um, and they rely on the trafficker. And the traffickers, they're so um, brainwashing the girls that they think that, the girls think that there is like a romantic relationship between her and her trafficker. But in reality, it's they're getting abused. What are some tips that you can give the listeners so that they could be able to identify human trafficking? So if they see... Signs such as like if um, the child is missing school, cutting classes, if the female has cash, right, money, if her nail, her nails or hair is being done, use of drugs, 
Um, the lingo, the slang that's connected with the game, tattoos, a lot of um, trafficking victims are branded with tattoos, um, behavioral signs such as fear, anxiety, depression, signs of physical abuse, the ones that are pretty much unexplained, um, bruising. And if, if someone is, feel like they identified something as their number, they can call to report it? Yes, the human trafficking hotline at 646 610-7272. So you also helped us develop a virtual reality scenario with some of the survivors that you worked with. Can you go a little bit into that? Yeah, there were six female survivors that came together in Rome at One Police Plaza. Um, yeah, it was so intense because that day, I remember, I had to give each girl attention. And I felt they were competing against each other of what happened to them. Um, I remember I had to sit in a different table because each of the survivors wanted me to sit next to them. But after they told their stories, they actually got along and became comfortable working with the NYPD. So we actually used, um, I shouldn't say used, we, we, we worked with the survivors to develop a virtual reality scenario to have realistic situations that these girls went through to hopefully help somebody in the future avoid these kinds of situations. Uh, as always, we used um, not these victims, but other youth's voices in it as well and developed these scenarios. So our scenarios are always um, kind of been for the youth and, and by the youth. And I think it's super important that we actually got um, survivors of this experience to kind of tell the raw, authentic story because the goal for the community is, is to learn from these scenarios and, and, and to understand the concept better. I find it so interesting that they were kind of comparing like who had it worse, but by the time that they all started sharing that they were all kind of came together in their shared the trauma. That does bring us to the end of the show. I understand this was a very difficult episode to go through, but I feel that a lot of the messages that we gave out are important messages. We are going to be signing off here. I am police officer Joe Galetta for John for detective Muckenthaler. Make sure you listen next week.